Blog Talk Radio. What up, Welcome to the Gumbo Talk Show. It's yours truly to get through Guru of Gumbo backtrapping again. It's the 29th of October, our last show of October in 2020. That means we have two more full months left to go in this year. I don't know if anything's going to change on the 1st of 2021, but uh, I'll be sure glad to usher in new spirits, hopefully, uh, late in the month of uh, January. Hopefully, if everybody goes out and, and votes, yeah, you got man. I like to be out there in the weather, bro. Uh, got B Norris chiming in on Facebook, and you know we on Instagram. We also Blog Talk Radio. So for those of you all and Facebook, of course, uh, those of you all, you can always tune in on any of those other platforms to listen to the show. The number to dial in if you want to get in the queue to speak on the topic tonight, which is Dad Talk, is. Five one five six zero five nine three seven five, and I look forward to hearing uh, from each and every one of you tonight. Either you make a post, or you know, jump in the comment and, 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 and speak your mind on the topic. So we're extending this from last week. I must apologize to you that you know I was slothful. I had nothing charged last week, and I had no charger. It was crazy because I had a busy week, but. Nevertheless, we coming right back at it with this dad talk because um, folks was digging that first part that everybody heard on Facebook, and then people were asking me what happened because, you know, you, you was going to go in, and I did. So you can still catch that show. The archive is still at uh, Block Talk Radio under Block Talk USA station. Shout out to Ron Spikes, the station director. 802, that's, a, that's all I'm going to do for a monologue. Dad talking, okay. We were talking last week. I gave you all the highlights, well, not all of them, but many highlights about, you know, good good dads, kind of separating daddies and dads from fathers. Fathers, anybody can father a child who has sperm, and that sperm meets with a woman's egg, and you have a baby, right? But it takes more uh, energy and more time to be a real daddy, if you will. But I want to I speak to briefly. These cats, and I say that with the most respect I can, I mean, disrespect that I can give, most cats out here that are not taking care of their children, you just flat out need your ass working. I see certain young men and you, sometimes you just, you just look at them and you say, they didn't have a dad in their life. Now, no disrespect to those of you that didn't have a father in your life and you turned out just fine, your mother needs an award for what she did with you or allowed other men in your life to work with you to do it. But it is clear, 
some of these guys and some of these boys that have no father or no male figure in their life, it's going to be hard on because a lot of the things they're going to do when they're adults is going to be real feminine. And there is a reason for masculinity and femininity. And I'm not saying that a woman can't be masculine, and I'm not saying a man can't be feminine, or at least she's in her masculine Identity, she can understand it, and a man can understand his feminine side. Let me put it, let me put it like that. But these guys that, that, that clearly don't and didn't have a male figure in their life, it is the man's fault for that. Now, some of these women, don't get me wrong, we're not talking about the ones that call every man this and that, and then go around screwing as many men as they possibly can looking for their daddy in a man and then therefore exacting what they feel onto their own sons in projection of making him subject to a female so that he grows up being less, he'd be more than a punk, but less than a man. We're not talking about you females. Y'all have a special category in place that's hot coming for you, okay, and we'll just say it flat out. But I'm talking about the women that do what they got to do, and then the man just decides, you know, I'm going to drop off two kids, three kids here, then I'm going to drop off two kids over there, and then I'm going to drop off a child over there, and then I'm not going to take care of none of them. The ones, the the, 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 the the cats that make that decision to do that. Let's talk about you. You need your ass work. Every day that ends with why. And twice on the days that start with S. I don't understand the mentality of planting a seed and not making sure that seed grows or has a substantial root, a good footing, that, okay, now that you've watered and fertilized and tended to this seed and it has become a sapling and it needs to know that it needs to grow straight, keep its back straight into a tree. It's so important. And for those of you guys that come across these young boys and these men and you don't impart you in it, uh, you too need your ass. Now, let's, let's flip it back. A lot of guys say stuff to these young men, and then the mamas and the aunties and the other people, friends and stuff, get on you about you trying to train this boy because you can clearly tell he ain't got no training. Um, you need your ass on every day that ends in Y and twice on days that start with S. You cannot get in the way of nature. Mother and father 
are important roles, the most important roles one can have uh, if if there's any title that's been given. Everybody can't do it. Everybody is not built for it. Everybody, you know, doesn't want it either. But we look at God as being the father and the earth as being the mother, mother earth, right? You you can't get any more important than than universe and cosmos. You can't get any more important than that. They're the top two things. There's a seed bearer, right? And then there's a, a, a seed uh, uh, is it is it incub- incubator, right? A seed bearer and a seed incubator, both so important. Comes out of that is a responsibility like none other. Having children is a responsibility. It doesn't go away just because you feel like you don't want to do take the responsibility. Yeah, there's options out there. You can do do adoptions, you know, there's fostering, all that kind of stuff, which is, I think, awesome because everybody that apparently has children wasn't built to take care of them. Evidently not, if you look at what uh, history has shown us. So other people become surrogates. It's important, though, that there is some kind of dad figure in these children's life, y'all, it, it, there's, I wish there was a way around it, but there is not. I, I look back, I'm, I'm 43 years old now, and when I was a young boy, I spent a lot of time with my dad. I don't know if it was my dad's design or it was because I wanted to, or it was because I was an only child. There's several factors that could be. So all I know is that my dad didn't mind me being around. I I, I learned how to hit a nail on the head with a hammer from watching and and being taught by my dad and my uncles. I, I learned how to change oil, change a tire, change out, swap out transmissions and, and, and do jobs on cams and all kinds of stuff in my Uncle Nate's garage with my dad and, and my uncles. I learned how to fish by my Uncle Johnny and what you're supposed to do with the hook to set it and, you know, good place to throw the line out, at least on the Mississippi River. I can go today to the very spot my Uncle Johnny was Love to fish it. I don't know how many other people would know that spot. I'm sure there's a couple other people, but I don't think many alive know where that spot is. But I know where that spot is. The love, man, that you get from a man that imparts to another man, you know, straight up. It's, 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 it's unremarkable. There's nothing like it. And to leave a boy or a girl, for that matter, without it 
I believe that it creates problems. I believe that a lot of the problems that we experience as a people, part of a nation, no matter what nation you're in or you live in, I should say, root of many of its problems came from whoever is causing them problems in their home. If we had happy homes, balanced homes, even if the two parents can't live together or don't get along, we should be as parents doing our job for our children. No matter how much you dislike the person that you, I'm talking to dads, I'm doing dad talk. No matter how much you dislike, for whatever reason, what happened between you and the person you planted a seed in, your children are of the utmost importance between the two of you. And you will always be connected because you have children. I don't expect the world to heal itself in in a day. I don't expect that there's going to be a time that comes in my lifetime where everybody that copulates then reproduces, um, grows perfect children. That's not what I'm saying. But I'm saying that it's really up to us as men to give our children a chance. I know, I know, I know what you're saying. There's a lot of women and there's some raggedy ass women out here that get in the way of men doing their jobs. Those situations, I've seen them. Um, I've dealt with it. Um, It, it it it's uh it's one of those straws that break the camel's back is a woman trying to tell a man how to be a man different than the way he does it because you've got together at this point if you don't like the way someone raises their or the way that uh, they raise your children. You should have thought about that, I guess, before you decided to have children. But now you're stuck with it. You might as well ride with it. I know what some of the women probably are saying, I ain't going to lie that you did this and that. I mean, hey, still you decided to have children with it. I'm not saying every man that has a child that tries to thrive is perfect. But all he can do is use the tools that he was given and the tools that he's done picked up along the way and maybe even still learning because I don't know about you guys. I'm not saying I'm a perfect dad. Hell, I know I got work to do. Um, I, I, I know that I have shortcomings as a man. It's not a, it's not a, a secret. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm on here most of the time talking to folks and then saying to myself, 
damn, I wish I could do the same thing. And some things I just do innately. Um, comparatively speaking, to the worst ones, I'm, I'm way far from it. But comparatively speaking to the best ones, I'm still way far from it. I, I don't know where I fall. I do um, the best I can with the skills and tools that been imparted on me, not only by my father my, and my grandfather and my uncles, but also other very important men in my life over the years, even as an adult, that have shown me, oh, you know, that, that might be something I might try to do with, with my children, you know. And, and, it's, and, and the thing about it is, is that what, what, what goes down in my household doesn't necessarily mean it's going to go down in yours or work for you. That's not what I'm saying. All I'm telling y'all tonight when we're talking dad talk is that a lot of men need to get their shit together. There's a lot of things we're going to have to do to, to be more humble before we're made to be humble. I believe that uh, our creator, if he didn't just create us, but he also set us out to be um, spirits forever, um, I just don't think that he put us here for this being the only reason we 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 are here. I think there's more. But the temptation for us to think that this is it and I might as well live the best that I can now um is always there. But you got to remember that afterlife for us, even if you don't believe in it spiritually has a lot to do with our seed, which is our life that we, 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 we planted in a woman to incubate and bring forth another life, which is, which is part of you and her, which is an extension after you, your children, and descendants, period, are after you. That is life. You're supposed to set it up for them. Oh, how I wished my great-grandparents left stuff to my grandparents that left stuff to my parents that will leave stuff to me. I wish. I, I love those families. I love to see it. I, I, I get all uh, sentimental when I see people with their, their land heritage. You know, I was talking to a friend, uh, my neighbor, Yesterday, he called me, and we were talking about uh, land and legacy. Our, our families tend to fall out over the family fortune. But really, it, it, was, it was meant to bring you together. It should be something that you all agree on, you coming together and taking care of 
the family future. You put a little house here, and your kids put a little house there, and then they put a little house there, and then they kids, put, and you know, you fill it up, and then what you do is you keep on buying more of it together. I don't know if I'll be able to impart that to my children because I'm now 43 and I haven't bought much land. I want to expand. But again, that's one of those things of the day I told you that I fall short on. But I'm working. It's, it's a plan in motion. So the balance of the sorry fathers and the good daddies is going to be with us. But we we must focus on the young people that we brought into this world because they're going to have children and a lot of the traits that we see, I see, in my kids, I hope that they don't Stick with it. It's not what we taught them. It's just, you know, some of the things they just they either get or we didn't we didn't impart to them that um, bad trait or it is a bad trait, and they kind of get off track on what we really meant for them. But what you don't want is that to translate into how they do their children or what they give their children. Everything we do with them is important. Everything we say to them is important. Because you never know if this is going to be the last time you get to say something to them. And if you say something and you leave them in a note, now I've done that. I'm really feeling in my heart that I'm wrong when I do it, but I have to get on them. Uh, and my kids are starting to learn that daddy getting on them isn't I'm mad. I'm not mad. You ain't got the power to make me angry. I do get upset about things, but it's because I'm like, what the hell did I do to not get them to understand this simple, you know, whatever. But I stay on them. I stay on them. I stay on them. I stay on. Their mother would like for me to not do it. I know the cost. See, I lived a life where I, my parents taught me right, and then I veered off track and did stuff that I had I didn't have to do. The stuff I did between eleven and twenty-five. 11 and 25, I didn't have to do. A lot of things in that, in that, in that, in that section I, I didn't have to do. It, it grew me into being who I am, but the, the very necessary thing that I should have done was listen to my parents. No matter if I thought it was good or bad or not for me or against me or whatever, if I had just listened to every word Drusilla and Willie Joe said to me and did it to a T, man, oh, man. If I had my dad's best skills, 
and my mom's best traits. You, you, I've got some of it. Don't get me wrong. I got a lot of stuff that was handed down through generations. But um, if I had what they gave me in my mind and I did it, I'd be a bad boy. I probably would have had kids a little bit earlier because I would have been mature enough to know start earlier than what my parents started. But, oh, no, I did. I had children almost, well, two of them, at, at, the, at the ages of when my, my parents had me. One of them a little bit older than both of my parents. My six-year-old going to be seven. I had him at 36, 37. My dad was like 34 when he had me, and my mom was 30, something like that. 34. He was born in 44, and I was born in 77. So, yeah, 33 years, 34, that's right. And then my mom was born in 47, and I was born in 77, so 30, like I said, 34, 30, somewhere out that late. I should have had kids at 20. Right now, the Jovers would be 23, 20, 21 years old. I would be doing it, paying for college or finish paying for college, and they're on their own now. And I could get to living for myself. But now I'm still in my prime of life. I'm making it for my children to have a prime point. I'm telling you what dads are doing, man. This is what we're supposed to be doing. I grind. I stay at work, um, doing doing work. I don't stay at the same job. I, I have six jobs, right? And I, I balance them the best I can, but I know that takes a lot of time. But what they need to know is I'm working. You know, I, 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 I do get time to play, but for the most part, my, my, my life is filled with working. And I ain't got no problem with it because I remember times when I didn't have work. I remember times without a job. I remember times I was struggling. Now the struggle is is to maintain, you know, so that you have a cushion. You know, I don't want any rainy days. I just want days where it rains. You understand what I'm saying? And I know that that rain going to bring forth water. Water is good for you. All that stuff. That's how I look at rainy days. Some people struggle. Some people don't have a rainy day fund. God is good. thing on earth, I think, is to be a father. I know, I know, I know, I know people say the hardest thing is to be a mother. I've never been a mother. But I know that it's very hard, men don't say it enough, it's very hard to be a man in this world. I know that, that James Brown said it's a man's world. But it would be nothing without a woman. But but that's, that's still lacking in the department of understanding that manhood is tough. You got to do things that, you know, you, you wouldn't normally do. You've got to have the ability to swap from being this way to that way in some forms. You know, some of us, we like I said, I did I did some things between eleven and twenty five. I, I wish I never had the experience, but 
Um, it grew in me a heart that I, I understand a dichotomy of how this world is between poverty and wealth. And understanding that, I don't want my kids to be poor. I see my oldest daughter doing some real poor people stuff with the way she spends money. She, when she gets it, it's gone. It ain't nothing for her to spend $25, $40 um, when she goes to a store. And it's like, to me, I'm thinking to myself, you ain't got no job. And you spending unnecessarily. But she got a job now. Got our first job. And it's one of them jobs working at a place that's going to test her metal, M-E-T-T-L-E. And when she gets tested, it's going to be interesting to see, no, you can't quit. Ain't going to be no quitting. You wanted to start. Now, this is it. You started at 16. You're going to probably be doing some kind of work the rest of your life until you retire. She didn't have to get this job. She wanted to. She could have been working for me right where I'm sitting, behind you all, where you're looking from. Um, behind you is a whole setup of a business. I had... Uh, Friends and family would easily be a quarter of a million dollars business, maybe even half a million, probably probably half a million if I had a little help. Could you imagine? But what did I say earlier? Between 11 and 25, I did a lot of things contrary to what my parents said. So just like her, I can't guide what she's going to do. I, I've got to be at a point where you let that little butterfly that came from a caterpillar fly. You got the, it, it ain't, it ain't my plan. It's God's plan. I just hope that, you know, God and I, who've hung out for a while, a little while longer than she's been around, uh, we, we agree. That's all I hope. I hope, I hope that it's, that we have a lot of things in common for what we want to see as the outcome of of this scenario of working. I never worked for anywhere where I didn't think that I could be the boss one day. Never. Everything I've done, even my job that I worked at for years, the first thing I told the the boss man in orientation uh, the first time before I got fired the second time, you know, I've been fired for one job twice. But uh, I told him, I said, yeah, I, I, my five-year plan is to be in your seat. I, don't, I didn't care how he or anyone else might have interpreted that as being disrespectful, but I but he should have been excited about the fact that somebody thinks like that because I had pride in the company. I had pride in it. So that pride led to me not being a problem because I wanted to make sure things went down good just like uh, the main man did because I wanted to see it flourish. Because one day it might be me 
reaping the benefits. Now you saying, Brandon, you talking all that about, listen, my man, my woman, whatever, whoever listening, that's the same cycle as being a parent, okay? Being, being a parent is the same thing. You run this business. And, and you got employees, and you want the best for your employees if you're a good business, except that your employees are like they have stock. They have all the stock in your business, right? Your children, if you got one, they got 100% stock. If you got two, each of them got 50% stock. If you got four, they got a 25% stock each in your business because if nature goes down like it's supposed to, you're going to die, and they're going to be here to continue your legacy. And if you make it harder on them, then your legacy is gone. And like I said, I think there's a bigger plan than just being alive. I think there's a bigger plan for us beyond that. Our legacy tells the story. I'm so glad that there were great people that we have streets named after them, and nobody has forgotten them because every time you find yourself in the hood, you'll find a Malcolm X or Martin Luther King Boulevard. You will find all kinds of places and people that know the name of someone who left a stain on this earth while they were here. God bless them. But them guys were fathers. You hear me? No matter if you want to call them good or bad fathers, they did a job because they got some heck of a children. And that's all I want as a man. I want to. I want. I want people to see my children, and they respect them because of their daddy. But also, they see that these kids picked up traits from their parents. I know people see see the traits of my mama in me. I know they do. So people say that, and like, my mama's there. I'm like, that's where I got it from, right there. Or, you know, they know my daddy, and they were, uh, my aunt a few months ago, she was sick, my Aunt Edna. And, and she was sick, and she was talking about something on, on Facebook, and she, uh, something I posted. And she said, you remind me of your brother. She said, yeah, you remind me of my brother. That touched my heart. I'm not in a place yet where I communicate with my family. I've talked to one of them, but I'm telling you all about what what some of these things I was telling you about is difficult to be a man because you stick on man laws, but not always do the man laws mean that you keep relationships going. A lot of things you cut off. Maybe you should restart, but you cut off because you like, you know what, I don't need that. And that's and then that might be bravado. I don't know. It might be a safety mechanism for me. But but it's always good to know that, you know, you still got family. I don't want my kids to ever feel like they cannot touch their daddy. They cannot reach out to him. They need to know that I'm going to always be there for them. I'm not, you know, 
I remember my when I was doing my cutting up between eleven twenty five. I remember there were some times my parents said, "You keep getting in trouble. I'm not going down there and bailing you out." If I got the money, every time my kids, if they get in trouble, I'm going to get them. Because ain't nobody some mistakes. I pray that they don't make the same mistakes I do, but that's why I say I'd go get them because it's quite possible that one out of three could make some of the same mistakes I did. I don't want that form. I'm really honest about them. They say, <laughs> they, there's a two chain song. Um, uh, that he's talking about that's me, yeah, you know he, he, that that's me. And that's what I tell my kids, you know, the, the guy that you know did this on the streets, that's me. <laughs> the guy that did that on the streets, that's me. All that stuff I did, and I was pretty damn good at it. That don't mean you got to do it. But if it gets to a point where they smell themselves and they get out there, I hope that they come to me and say, hey, look, I'm going to do this. I want them to do it to the best of their ability. I know that that sounds strange, but I'm I'm a, I'm a different color. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a different color. I'm, I'm of a different hue. I'm of a different kind of spirituality latter than most people. I, I have reasonable sense that my kids could possibly do the things that I did to my parents. I pray that I've prayed that it doesn't happen. But as a dad, it's always in your mind. So you've got to protect them. You got to provide for them and you got to protect them. Not in the essence of keeping them from the world, but protect them from themselves and thinking that they're the first to do anything. There's nothing new here. There's nothing new. No matter how innovative we do things, we're not doing anything new. The the formula for being a great daddy is still the same. It's being involved in your children's life to the point where they understand that if they need to get a better understanding of life as it is, the first two people they should go to is daddy and then mama. I know everybody says go to mama. So yeah, but mama's tell you, mamas ain't always what's best for children. Mamas tend to have, a, 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 they tend to, not all of them, because I've seen some of y'all, they tend to have a much more nurturing approach. I said not all of them a nurturing approach to their children, and they don't want to see them hurt, so they feel like if they keep them close to them, that they'll be all right. I know, I know grown-ass children that still live at home with their parents, and their parents are okay with it um, because of that nurturing spirit. They live with their mothers. Very few people do I see live, very few live, Go back to live with their dad. You know, like, hey, I live I live at my dad's house and they're thirty something years old or late twenties. Or well, yeah, early for very few people live with dads when they're adults because it's something about a dad. He wants he wants the best for you. But the dads want you to grow independent of them. 
you know, they don't mind. Some of them, some of them are more in touch with their feminine side, so they love it when the kids are there all the time, and they'd rather than stay there. And there are some instances when you have a daughter and she's in a bad relationship, and as a man, you want her to be home because you know she's safe there. That's different. She got a grandson of yours or a couple of grandkids of yours. It's good stability for temporarily. Dad, I think, is the person, you know, you should be able to go to to get that good understanding of the world and how the world is going to treat you. Because the world treats women much differently than it treats men. I don't know if y'all know that. And so dads, especially black daddies, we got we've got a certain kind of magic too. If you're still alive, right? That black women don't have to experience. Now they've had to experience the other side of it, of us being treated like we get treated on this planet. Uh, uh, they get to see it from another view, but those of us that actually experience it in a real way, it's uh, it's mind-boggling. I had a conversation earlier today with another dad at a closing that I had, and uh, we were talking about policing different things, and he and I agreed on some things, a lot of things. In fact, we didn't disagree on anything. And we were talking about how, you know, things things break down and go and how this, that, and the third is not that good for us, if you will. Uh, it's, it's, it's a bad idea, but, but, we, but we go through these motions, if you will, these cyclical motions that the world has given us, and we just kind of Roll with the cards we were dealt, even if we don't like the cards. So what we have is a quagmire. Back to what my first statement was in regards to parenting. God being the father, earth being the mother, they're both important. None of them are less important than the other ones. I don't know where we get off in saying that Mother's Day is more important than Father's Day. I ain't griping because I don't, I don't want nothing for Father's Day, but I just don't know why one is more important than the other one. You wouldn't even be here if it wasn't for your father planting a seed in your mother. But your mother carried you your whole life. Your mother carried you from the point the seed was germinated or whatever, fertilized, whatever, and then to now, even if you're 40 years old, 43 years old, mom's still carrying it. But the daddies are important too. And we we shouldn't forget the importance of a male figure in the life of young children. And we also shouldn't forget that daddies, real daddies, Sacrifice. A lot of times we sacrifice our relationships to make sure that our children are okay. Because we'll go against the grain on the mother quick because we know, again, how the world is going to treat them. So let's just remember there's a balance, a yin and a yang, a mothers and fathers. Those sorry-ass daddies, move them to the side, set them over here. 
God is going to deal with them. Don't worry about them. Don't give them no energy. And you focus on getting good energy, no matter who it is, allowing men that you trust and you admire a role in these young children's life. That village has to come back to bring these children. So that's my word for the Gumbo Talk Show tonight. We'll be right back next Thursday at 8. I don't know what the topic is, but it's on you. <laughs>